Hey, hey, a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds with the right plan and mindset anything is possible. I'm Jennifer Dawn, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm super excited to dive in today. And we have a wonderful, wonderful guest for you today. His name is Mr. Sebastian Legree, and he is the CEO and founder of Legree Fitness. Welcome, Sebastian. Thank you, Jennifer. We're so excited to have you here today. I have so many wonderful questions. I cannot wait to like just dive into this conversation. But first, yep. would you mind just sharing with everybody a little bit about you, your journey, and how you came to be the CEO and founder of Legree Fitness? Yeah, you know, well, thank you for the opportunity, first of all to be interviewed by you and to be able to share my story. You know, my story is a little bit, it's probably like a cliche, I think in, in, in some aspect, and then it's different on others. You know, uh, in my twenties, I was lifting weight. I was in bodybuilding. I was doing a, a lot of uh, photography in those days. So I was back, I was up in, uh, in Oregon and in, uh, and in Washington state, you know, do photographies and videos and shit like that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to try my life with acting. You know, so 20, you know, I, I finished my school in, uh, in Seattle University, uh, drove down to L.A. and then started to do basically, you know, going on auditions and things like that. And nothing worked out, you know, with the acting, you know, but everywhere I went for a job, inter a job interview or an audition, you know, the producers or the director or the casting director, or whatever, they would say, hey, you're in great shape, you know, because I was big at the time, you know, I was bodybuilding. And so they would ask me, hey, are you a personal trainer? And I, you know, and my answer was, was the same. No, 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 I'm, I'm here for the acting. I'm, I'm not here to fucking personal train you guys. And after 30 days, literally this happened like so many times that I, I took it as a sign because I didn't come to LA to be in the fitness industry at all. So I'm like, okay, I, you know, after 30 days of struggling, I'm like, okay, maybe I can't get, you know, I cannot get an acting gig, but I'm getting a lot of opportunities to personal train people. And I probably have enough clients right now to just stay in LA, make a living, you know, and then still do my audition. So that's, that became the new game plan after 30 days. So I'm like, okay, the next person that asks me if I do, if I'm a personal trainer, I'll say yes. And then I'll find a place to train them and I'll, I'll make it work. And then sure enough, a couple of days later, guy asked me and say, are you a personal trainer? I was like, yes. Where do you, where do your personal training at? So then I started to look for, for places in LA and I landed in this one studio, which had a Pilates studio in the weight training. So they had a, they had a Pilates studio downstairs. They had a weightlifting room upstairs. They had a cardio room. They had a dance room. It was kind of a, a, a multifunctional studio. And I, I didn't realize how this was going to be pivotal to, the, to, my, to my success, right? Because I didn't understand that at the time that usually Pilates studio, especially in the 90s, were not with a gym. It was just separate. You had the gym. You had, you know, then you had your big box gym, right? You have your personal training gym and you have your Pilates studio, you have your yoga studio, you have your spinning studios, but they don't mix and match, right? And for me, that was very important because, you know, I went to the gym, talked to the owner, I said, hey, listen, you know, can I use a gym? I have clients who want to train. And he's like, yeah, sure, you can use the gym. And so, you know, he 
took me around, kind of tested me a little bit on my knowledge because this guy was also a bodybuilder. He was a chiropractor, massage therapist. I mean, he had all these, like, you know, on his wall, he had all these uh, accreditation, all these, like, certificates. And he realized that, you know, it's like, hey, you know your, your, your stuff. You're pretty good at fitness. He's like, have you considered teaching Pilates? I'm like, what? Pilates? Where the fuck is this? You know, I've never heard this, you know, and I've been reading, you know, I'm 25 years old. I've been reading every freaking magazine on fitness, every book on every encyclopedia that I could find, you know, and just was absorbing, you know, nutrition, working out, all that stuff. You know, I was, I was really into it. And like, no, I've never heard of that, you know. So he took me downstairs, went in the room and he shows me the equipment and I, and I see right away, like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? It's like, I see people whispering. No, no loud music, no weight dropping on the floor. It's all very quiet. People are whispering, right. coming. They're working on this wooden machine. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, this looks like completely bogus. This is not for me. Right. And he's like, yeah, you can make 100 bucks an hour, you know, teaching uh, teaching that. I'm like, 100 bucks an hour? You know, it's back in 98. I'm just like, damn, 25 years old. I'm like, that's not too bad. I'm like, people pay 100 bucks to work out on these machines? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. You know, I'll do the certification. How long is the certification? He's like, listen, if you come tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I have your first clients at 5 p.m. I did a three-hour training with him before he gave me on the floor with the first person. And basically, I had to figure out, you know, I had to figure it out. I didn't realize that after this, I found out that real Pilates training takes two years, <laughs> not mm. two hours, right? It's a, yeah. it's a very intense certification. And I literally was after three hours teaching this person Pilates and the person like they bought a package and referred another friend. And then before I knew it, I was just teaching, you know, Pilates. And I was also teaching my own clients weightlifting. And the thing that I realized quickly is, you know, I had all these women coming to me to do the, the this Pilates method. The thing I realized is they would all go to the gym after they left me. And so me, I'm just like, listen, you know, why, why are you going to the gym? Well, because I don't feel like I, I'm getting the results that I want, okay? I'm not getting mm -hmm. my butt, it's not lifting, I'm not losing weight, you know? I like Pilates, it feels good, but it's not a it's not a transformative workout. And I'm like, well, of course it's not. I'm just like, hey, I, remember, I come from guts and glories, you know? I'm just like, I fucking lift weight until I puke. I'm just like, of course, you're never gonna get results doing this. It's, you know, I can tell you that. But I, I, but I told that client, I said, listen, if you want to, I can modify the workout that we do on the Pilates equipment. I can intensify the method so that you're going to basically feel the results. Let me ask the owner if that's okay with him. So I went to the owner. The owner's like, Sebastian, I don't give a shit what you teach, okay? As long as these people come back and they keep coming back and they keep spending money, you do whatever you want on, on the machines. Great. So not realizing what I was doing, I started the great fitness back in 98, literally, by modifying the Pilates workouts you know, on, on this machine. And what happened next is been just a tsunami. It was just an avalanche of success. I had celebrities coming in. I was on TV now, you know, doing my program. So I was invited by James, you know, Gold Gym would invite me. I had other places like to do a, basically this Pilates Plus workout on the mat work. And it just took, it, took me by storm. I really didn't realize that what I was doing was going to be the birth of a whole new fitness method. Okay. I, I just did it because I'm like, it made sense to me. I'm just like, well, obviously, you know, I mean, I don't know Pilates, but I know exercise and I know physiology and I know anatomy. And I know that by doing this exercise, you're not going to get these results. Okay. Period. So modify the workout. I started to basically, you know, have this clientele and I became very popular at that gym and I became too popular. And the problem is that, actually, you know, the problem, which I thought was a problem at the time turned out to be an opportunity for me 
Well, the the owner that uh, that had took me under his wing was tired of the business. He tried to sell the studio back to me. And I said, Sebastian, I think you're a great guy. You know, I think you're going to do very well the studio. You should have the studio. Buy it from me. I'm like, I don't have the fucking money. What are you going to do? And plus, I didn't come here to own a fitness studio. I'm, I'm here for the acting because I still at that point, I'm still going on my audition. So I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I don't want to buy a fucking fitness studio. I'm not interested. So he sold it to another client. And that client hated me. He hated me because I was so popular. And I've, I've never been a guy who brown nose people, right? I'm just not, I'm, I'm not going to suck ass. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you what it is. You take it, you leave it. I don't care, okay? So I'm going to tell you what I think. If you don't like it, I leave. And so, of course, I was the only trainer. I was the most popular trainer in his gym. Everybody wanted to work out with me. And, um, but I was not taking his thing because, you know, the guy was also a little shady, you know? So, you know, basically I left. Then I'm looking this fine. You know, I'll just do my workout at another Pilates studio. Well, what happened is this, as I was knocking, basically it was a door to door, right? To Pilates studio, say, hey, I have all these clients. By the time that I was basically, they just left that gym, I was doing group reformer classes. So I needed four reformers, right? So I needed four machines to do my classes. And no other studios in LA would have me. It's like, oh, wait a minute, you're Sebastian, agree? We heard about you. No, 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 no. You're using, you're not doing Pilates on the machine. You are not welcome at a studio. You cannot teach at a studio. We heard you making people sweat on the reformer. That doesn't happen. Literally, you know, when I say that today, because I've changed the whole Pilates industry, there's no more Pilates anymore. Mm. Pilates is now going through a whole new evolution of its own because of Legree. So they're doing like a progressive Pilates or contemporary Pilates or high intensity Pilates, but that shit didn't exist, exist before I came in the picture, right? So it's funny that, you know, back then I was literally just excommunicated, you know, from every single Pilates studio because my style was so different, right? And now all the Pilates studios in LA teach what I'm doing, you know? Uh, so anyway, they all forbid me to teach at the location. I realized, oh shit, you know, I'm, that's what I do for a living. And I need to do group reformer classes. So what I did is I decided to rent an apartment. So I looked for the, the apartment around Beverly Hills that had the biggest living room. And then there, basically four, uh, four leg rows. And then I started to open, operate my classes and got kicked out of my apartment because the landlord came in a year later, like Sebastian, we're getting complaints. You're getting four women coming every hour of your apartment. And I told him, I say, listen, it's not what you think. I know I'm French, (laughs) but there is no way, no French people can handle 40 women a day. All right. I'm just telling you that right now. I'm teaching my workout on these machines. You can come, you can just sit, check it out. The landlord was very nice. You know, he just wanted to resolve the situation amicably. So he gave me like a six months notice to vacate, you know, the, the house, by, I mean, the, the apartment. So by then I had enough money to actually open a legit studio commercially. So I opened my studio and opening the studio, realized that, you know, now I was paying my rent was much higher. So I had to go beyond the four machines because originally I was not going to go beyond four machines, right? So I had to go to 10 machines in order to justify everything. And I went to 10 reformers. It changed everything. It was impossible for me to teach my workout on 10 reformer. It was just a headache. And it quickly realized, like, listen, and I was making also a lot of money. I mean, that was at, uh, in, in, in those days, uh, you know, the studio was generating close to $100,000 a month. So it was making a lot of money. You know, when you're in your late 20s, you're making that kind of money. It's just like, wow. All of a sudden you realize, hmm, maybe I should be doing this instead of just acting because I think I can do something just very powerful with this. But by then, in that, in that, in that time, it was, this was around uh, 2003, 2004, 
um, I was still very much considering my career in acting, you know, but now I had a really strong, not a hobby, but I had actually a good business, you know, that would, could really justify, you know, that could really, you know, help me out. So I decided to do, uh, to basically invest the money and then make my own version of the reformer, which I call the proformer, because I've, I realized that, you know, if I'm going to be in there and I'm going to be teaching this method for years to come until I get, you know, an acting break, you know, I have to be able to teach the workout I really want to teach because the reformer is clearly not built for what I want to do. And I've done many videos on actually on, on the subject because people keep calling the mega former with the, the equipment that I make a reformer. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't make reformers. Reformers don't work for my method. So I started to invest money and time in making this new machine. My new machine, the first one that came out was the proformer, came out in uh, uh, 2006. That became a whole new level of success because now people are like, oh my God, this machine is fantastic. So celebrities wanted it, people wanted to buy it, you know, and I started to basically, I had to figure out how I was going to sell these things. Do I want a franchise? Do I want to just get an investor to basically just open studios on my own? And I went with the license because I'm like, no, at that point, I'm still thinking, shit, I'll start to use the success of the studio, sell licenses, and then with the money, I'm actually producing my own fucking movies. So then well, that's what I did. So I started to produce, I, I produced my first pilot. So I did a, a pilot called Wasteline, called it was a spoof on the fitness industry because by then I had seen in LA, you're going to see everything and anything. You're going to see fitness trainers that are just, that are just clowns, you know, and it just, it's just, there's so much, it's such a circus, you know, in LA. The fitness industry is really a very funny industry for me when I look from outside in, you know, because it just, you know, the characters, you know, I mean, there's, just, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of thing that goes on into the fitness industry. It's, 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 a, it's a very funny industry. And I think it's a very entertaining industry. So I wanted to do a, uh, a show uh, that would point this out, you know. So Wasteline does. And then, of course, you know, we doesn't get picked up. You know, we try, we try. And in the meantime, the business continued to do strong. I mean, we get more celebrity support. We more press is coming to us. Like, so it just the signs that keep coming in that I'm supposed to do this. The universe is telling me, Sebastian, forget about acting. Do this. This is what you need to do, you <laughs> fucking idiots. Stop thinking about being the next Arnold or next Rock or the next Jean-Claude. This is what you're supposed to do. You get it? So finally, in 2008, finally, I start to realize, okay, I'm going to put the acting thing aside, okay? So I've been in LA for 10 years, you know? So for me, I felt like I was really just not kind of a... A big failure. It's funny because it's still sometime today. I feel like I could have just continued with that, and it would have eventually worked, you know. But I had this this business right in my hand that was just that was ready to fucking explode like a volcano, right? So I went with the business, and I decided, okay, I'm going to start to really study the my fitness industry because by then everything was gut feelings. Everything was just like whatever I wanted to do. Shit, I'm going to put a big dick on the reformer. I'm going to fucking do this, you know. I'm just like. Whatever I want to do, I'm going to fucking do it, right? Yeah. So 2008, 2009, 2010, I started to really pay more attention. So the first thing I did, I canned the Proformer. I decided to do a new machine called the Megaformer because the Proformer was just impossible to ship. Remember, I made the Proformer for me. So it was okay. a long machine, over 10 feet long. It was a heavy machine. This was not a machine that was basically uh, that you could ship all around the world. You could ship to China, for example, or Japan or Korea in places where they had really tight building, tight space. I didn't think about the logistics. So I started to really think about what I wanted to do. And also the Proformer was a good test because the Proformer was basically a reformer on steroids. That's really what the Proformer was. 
So learn a lot from that and realize, okay, that's not the direction I want to go because I really feel that Pilates was just simply not a direction for me. You know, it has already been done and I felt that there was a need for something that was way more intense, but low impact. I realized that low impact was going to be really, I think, the future in fitness, you know. And it's funny because in 2023, this year, now reports are coming out that more and more Americans are looking for low impact workout. It's on the rise. In the last three years, people are seeking more low impact workout. So I was, I think I was really ahead with the way I thought about this, but it was natural to me. You know, I'm like, you know, why am I going to do something in fitness? Because it's so fucking obvious. When I make the machines, I'm like, why aren't people have designed this? I have a warehouse full of inventions, things that haven't even patented yet because it's just, it just pours out of the brain because it just makes sense. When people work out at my gym, they're like, oh my God, where are you going to make this machine? Where are you going to make that machine? This machine is amazing. I got, I got, I got 30 other machines in here that I've built that are just like fantastic that I work out on, right? And so I was not still taking myself seriously, but obviously the outside world was taking me seriously. So 2010, 2011, I started to rework the, the mega former, the M1, the M2, and start to basically just evolve the, the machine. And with the evolution of the, the machine, I was able to further define the workout, you know, Legree Fitness, you know, or what it is. And then basically in the last 10 years, you know, I've just been expanding product lines. So now we don't only have the Megaformer, we have now the Evo, we have a new Evo 2, we have the Micro, we have the Mini. What I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to see, okay, where can I stick all these machines? So I have the Micro. The Micro is a great machine. If people don't have any room, the Micro is 50 pounds. It's only 71 inches long. It's light portable. You can fit under your bed. Your couch takes nothing. Then we have the slightly bigger model. And basically what I'm doing is I'm following the Russell doll model. We have the Micro, the Mini, the Mini Pro, the Mega, the Evo, and then the, the machines are getting substantially bigger, more functionality. And that way we can sell machines to hotels, hotel chains. We can sell machines to people. People can open a studio now for less than $10,000 with, uh, with Legree Fitness. They can buy the micro training, buy the license, buy everything for less than $10,000. So I've, I've really been able to just make this as accessible as possible. And then we also started to do a virtual class as well. COVID has kind of just presented new challenges, but also new opportunities. So now we have a virtual platform and everything right now is firing on all this, all the cylinders. We're selling megas, mega license, micro, mini, virtual classes online and everything starts to just go like this now. There you go. So that's, that's a, that's the quickest I could tell you because in, since in the, in the last 25 years, Jennifer, my life has been like this up, down, up, down. I mean, it's been this fucking roller coaster ride but always on the upward trend. And I got to tell yeah. you, you need you need to have a good head on the shoulders. You need to really be, you need this head to be nicely screwed on his shoulders because it's an, it's, it's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No question whatsoever. And I, I love how I'm very curious because even in, in my business, people had said, you know, you should go be a business coach because I'm a business coach and I've been doing it for about 10 or 11 years now. And I had businesses in the past and people had said, oh, you should go do this. And I didn't listen to them. And I remember taking on a marketing client when I was transitioning out of corporate and my client was a psychic. She was like an intuitive psychic person. And she gives me an impromptu reading on one of our work calls, just out of the blue. And she's like, Jennifer, 
I see you as a business coach. You should immediately rebrand yourself. I see big money in it for you. And then she didn't pay her bill and she stiffed me on the bill. And I'm like, I'm not listening to this quack. Are you kidding me? But literally I had a psychic say to me, like, this is what you should go do when I was in one of those transition periods trying to figure it out. And it, it was probably, it was years in my practice before I finally said, you know what? Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should actually just make the decision that this is what's presenting. I should just go after it. And the moment that I like made that decision, that's when the business really started to take off. Not that there wasn't success. There was success, but there was a kind of that moment where I was kind of like got in alignment and just finally said, all right, I'm going to let go of these other things. And I'm really just going to focus on what's presenting. And I'm curious, like, did you see that as well? When you finally just said, all right, I'm going to let go of this acting thing. And then, and then, and focused on the fitness. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What happened when you finally just said, all right, I guess I'm going to let go of this and focus on this. Absolutely. I think the minute you realize what the universe wants you to do. So I don't know if it's like this for every person living on earth, but I know for some people, because I talk to the people, some people are meant to do something. I don't know if everyone is, but I know for me, I am meant to do that. So the minute I say, all right, I will do this. Boom, everything came to me. And everyone that was an important part in my business, every opportunity came at the time where I needed it. It's just amazing. When you follow what you're supposed to do, you finally follow your own path, you know, and you are aligned with the universe. It's like being on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard and you see all the green lights, boom, 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 no red lights, and you go for it. And that's it. And it becomes effortless. But you're right. I think that, you know, a lot of us are stubborn. We think we want this. But in reality, you know, we need that. And the minute you, you align, you know, with what the universe wants you to do, then it's fucking effortless if things are coming to you, you know. You know, yesterday I was talking to, uh, to a friend of mine, and she told me exactly the same thing. You know, the minute she decided to do this, this new venture, to, to follow this new direction, all of a sudden she's meeting people that completely feed into that path, you know. But just amazing because the direction she's going is going to be very hard. It's very competitive. And she told me, yeah, that person called me out of the blue to do this. This person, blah, blah, blah. She's meeting all the right people. She's assembling all the team. And a month ago, she didn't know anything of this industry. And that's people coming to us. So absolutely. Me, I'm hugely spiritual. I mean, I meditate, I manifest, you know, I think that meditation, that's whether the, the mental part of uh, being an entrepreneur or, or having your business is the most important part, you know, especially mm-hmm. when, you, especially because every business, you know, you're going to have the peaks and the inevitable valleys, you know, it's always, it's very cyclical. And I think a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs cannot handle that part right there, that low part. It's inevitable, you know, COVID was, for example, a great example of that. You know, how do you handle COVID? How do you stay strong mentally when you look after 14 months, you know, your business, you know, like all our fitness uh, studios were closed, you know? We had to think outside the box. But for a lot of people, it was devastating mentally because it was just not knowing when life can resume. And it was, people were calling me. I had to do a lot of coaching on this and tell people like, listen, I gave people opportunities during COVID because the prior COVID, we were just basically... Um, I was just coming up with the micro. Uh, so the micro was basically this smaller machine that was, you know, very inexpensive. And that machine was released on March 2020, right when basically we have, uh, you know, basically all the, the government is mandating all the, the fitness location, you know, to shut down. And it just boosted on micro. I mean, I just like, whoa, <laughs> it was like, it was just crazy. That happened because I'm in line with what I'm supposed to do. 
you know, yeah. all of this. I had the idea of the micro. The micro came to me because I already knew somehow subconsciously that something bad was going to happen. And the micro literally carried us through the whole pandemic. And I was able to also help many licensees because the micro allowed us to operate outside and it gave birth to basically the micro, the mini, the mini pro. So COVID in a way hurt my business, the, the, the main part of my business, but it helped a whole new branch to grow of the tree. And now it made the tree so much stronger. But that's because I think I'm aligned and I'm doing now what I'm supposed to do, you know, and I, yeah. and I still do everything with gut feelings. You know, I, I, I look at the market, I do pay attention to, to the data, but also don't, I don't only really go by that. I also go see with gut feeling because I feel that some of us subconsciously, we are more aware than other people and we have certain information that other people don't have. And just, that's the way it is because we're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And you make such a great point about the peaks and the valleys. And no business is going to be perfect right out of the box. I mean, everybody, of course, wants to have a wildly successful business, but there are going to be those valleys. And if you are not able to move through the valley, you're never getting to that next peak. And so I would love to hear, is there one particular valley or one particular challenge that you faced that um, you really struggled to kind of get through so that you could kind of get to that next peak? You know, I think sometimes, you know, when, when you work for yourself, you know, you get this, sometimes this, this episode, there's like this anxiety episodes, you know, and, and I think it's regardless if the studio's doing, uh, or the business doing well or not, sometimes you just like, you trick yourself, you know, into thinking, oh, wow, this is so good, but you know, how, you know, how long is this going? And it just, you start to doubt yourself and it comes and goes, right? And that part I hate, you know, this is for me, like, you know, this, this is the emotional valley for me, you know, is when I start to kind of doubt myself for whatever reason, I got these ideas that come in, you know, but I very, I very quickly get myself back on top because I, I cannot manifest any negative uh, emotions or any, any negative thoughts because I know that I will provoke that. I know for me, I will manifest whatever I think. So for me, it's very important to just stay away from all these negative uh, things. And then if, like I said, if I go through like a, a slump, you know, I'll have other techniques. So for example, I go diving. Okay, diving for me in three weeks, I'm going to be in Costa Rica. I'm going to spend a week on the boat. Nobody's going to be able to reach me. I'm going to be literally on the middle of the water, you know, on a boat and I'll be snorkeling with, uh, with dolphins. I'm going to do that for six days. I'll be there with some friends of mine and it's going to be great. And then you can't talk to me and that's all I'm going to do. I'll be in that water with the dolphins. I love that. You know, in June, I'll be in France. I'll be diving sharks, you know, on the coast of Bretagne. Fantastic. In Brazil, in August, I'll be in Brazil. I'll be diving with uh, anacondas, you know, Norway this year, November, I'll be in Norway diving with orcas, you know, and then so I'm always like, you know, planning trips and things like that to completely take me out of my element, to completely be like a whole new distraction. So I reset myself mentally because sometimes when you're in your business too much, you think too much is not a good thing. You always need to just kind of step out once in a while. And that's how I keep, you know, keeps on my sanity. This and of course, working out, you know, working out right outside this, this, uh, my door over here, I got a 5,000 square foot jam which is only for me. I got the best equipment on the entire planet. Most of this equipment, I built it myself and I have the best workout. And I work out, I try to work out once or twice a day, you know? And so it just, again, it helps me to clear the emotion and stuff like that. Because me, I want to make sure I stay in a neutral space as much as possible. I don't want to be, you know, on the top on, on cloud nine. 
I don't want to be below. I want to be just neutral. That's what I'm looking for, that balance. That's where I, I, I you know, that's where I function the best is when I make the best decision. But taking time off is is actually, I think, a, a very important point. So for anyone who's listened to the podcast, you know, if you're just being like on this three months downward spiral and, you know, and then you're just having a hard time to just pick yourself back up, go take a fucking vacation. Don't think. Just put your fucking cell phone, get a new cell phone where you put your friends, no fucking business contact, and do something completely fucking different. And don't think about it. And yeah. take a week, two weeks, take a month off. Literally do that. Completely reset. Because you yeah. need a new perspective. Because when you when you caught on a downward spiral, that's all you can think of. You just, you just are like caught in that loop. You know? Right. And, and, and so when you work for yourself, this is inevitable. You don't have a rich daddy. I don't have like, hey, dad, you know, can you loan me a couple mil, you know, you know, hey, mom, I need 10 mil. Can you give me 10 mil? You know, you know, and then so you just like, you know, you are on your own. You really are, you know, and sometimes it's great and you're on top of the world. And then sometimes it's a scary feeling. But the reality is you need to manage both emotions, because if you don't, you will tank. Yeah, no question whatsoever. I love that. Just get out and just take a vacation because you're right. You just start to spiral downward and all those thoughts, all those emotions, it just keeps getting worse and worse. But if you yeah. can separate yourself and get out of it, that is exactly one of the reasons why we do our retreats where we take business owners completely. We remove them from the element. This year we're going to Montana and we're also going to Costa Rica at the end of the year. But oh, that's nice. the right? That's the idea is like, get out of your day-to-day -day environment, um, surround yourself with other business owners who also, you know, want to improve, who are motivated and good people, right? Good people, good thinking, a team of coaches, everybody who's there to support you, but just get out of that day-to-day and completely reset everything. And I think that is why we see like after our retreats, everybody leaves there and they just do amazing things because they're refreshed, they've reset, they've change their thinking, they've stopped those negative spirals, and they're super, super popular. But one of the things that you mentioned, and I would love to get your thoughts on this, is that, so about, I guess it's probably been about two years now, I decided that I was going to do a Spartan race. And I remember back in the 90s doing Pilates on a reformer machine. And I remember the reformer and learning about it and being like, what is this thing? Like, it was I such know, a, I, yeah. a, it was this crazy thing I'd never heard of before. And, um, but a couple of years ago, I decided I was going to, you know, reclaim my fitness and do a Spartan race. And so I wanted to do three. And what ended up happening was I ended up doing 12 over the course of a year. And over the course of the year, by working my way up and doing these races and putting myself in these situations that were really uncomfortable, they were really hard, you know, the, the miles, the distance, the terrain, all these things kept getting harder and harder. But what happened was that my revenues and my business tripled. And it wasn't that I was, I was, of course, I was trying to grow the business, but to have triple growth that year that I also really did so much more in my physical fitness, like that to me was like, whoa, what the hell happened? And that's actually what's, what was the inspiration behind creating a retreat where we now take business owners and we pair the coaching and the Spartan race together. And so you being like the fitness guru and changing the whole fitness industry and turning Pilates upside down, I don't think they might like might not have wanted that, but you turn them upside down anyway. Like what, what are your thoughts on your maintaining your physical fitness and how that corresponds with success in business? I would love to hear your take on that. Absolutely. For me, it's all about energies. You know, I, I really think that, you know, when you take time off, first of all, when you're downward spiral, all you do is you're 
forcing your body or forcing your mind to operate at the lower frequency and you keep attracting everything at that lower level, taking time off, exercising, doing something different. Now, by the way, I love what you do because when I was doing my master's in business uh, at Seattle University, my favorite classes there were the leadership classes where we'd actually take the whole class, we'd spend a weekend, basically the monastery uh, just outside of Seattle. They had like a parkour and then you had teams and then teams had to basically figure out how to, it was a very, it was a, it was a, uh, an intellectual and a physical effort, right? Because you had all your team members. So let's say you had all your team and you have to take them at the end. Uh, you have to take them on uh, the other side of that wall, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and not everybody is strong or whatever, and you have to figure it out and use everyone, right? I absolutely love these classes. I will tell you that that could have been, that could have been actually uh, a career for me because I love what was happening in that weekend. The, the emotional transformation with people, people learning how to work together. And that's kind of what I do the, the classes, by the way. I, I really try to unite people. I actually would love to do classes for peace, for world peace. I would actually would go in countries and have people working out together because I'm like, when you work out together, when you sweat together, you're the fucking same, okay? And we're that's all right. the same, you know? Right. So for me, for, so for me, I, I love things that connect people, fitness connect people. What you're doing, those leadership classes, those corporate retreats, you know, totally works. And I think that more people need to do that. But fitness definitely has an impact on your mind. You know, fitness has an impact on your emotions, on your spirituality. And I totally think that, you know, for any entrepreneurs out there and anyone, anyone who goes in business for themselves, they cannot, uh, they cannot neglect their, their physical body. When you take care of yourself, you vibe on a different level. And what what you just told me is very interesting because it's true that whenever I go on a trip or whatever, uh, or when I do my micro events, for example, boom, 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 bunch of emails, bunch of work comes in. You know, like my work comes into waves. But I've, I've realized that there are moments where I go where I do things like when I go hiking, for example, and all of a sudden I'm getting like texts and things like from just like really great opportunities, right? And I think that's because, you know, when I do those activities like hiking or diving or travel or just resting, you just allow yourself to just again, you know, you you rest yourself and you you raise the frequency and you 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 attract everything at those level. You know, like a lot of people that I meet right now are successful people. But I don't know they're successful until I meet them and talk to them. It's like, oh, it's interesting that everyone it seems that I meet right now is a certain level because mm-hmm. I'm raising myself. And I think that's probably, I would say, you know, it's it's hard to talk about this because you can't really measure it. You know, you can say, mm-hmm. oh, if you do an hour of meditation or if you go on the hike, this is going to happen. It's going to translate in $100,000 in sales or 300000 or you're going to get that gig, you know, because you took that vacation to Costa Rica, right? You cannot formulate that. But it is undeniable to me that there's a connection between mm-hmm. our vibration of frequency and our success. And I feel like a lot of people out there are not doing the right thing mentally and they keep pushing those opportunities away because on a frequency level, energy level, they're not ready to accept it, you yeah. know. And yeah. so, uh, you know, so I feel that it just this this connection to me is undeniable. And I, I want to find out more about that because that is just interesting I read a great book. So first of all, I don't read books that much because I'm dyslexic. It takes me a long, long time for me to read uh, anything. So, but I read this book called Think and Grow Rich. Have you have read that book? And that's a classic, right? I mean, yeah. that's, you know, I read, I read that when I was, was in college. And I love that last chapter where basically it talks about the power of the mind over anything else that you can literally right. sit in the middle of the room and you can manifest uh, success just by by thinking 
But I don't think it's that easy because I think that you need to think and you need to match the, the action. But I think by raising your frequency, you can totally do this. And so I think meditation, I think yoga, I think anything where you, you feel centered, you know, uh, I think that's, that's, that's important. You know, it's funny because uh, a few years ago, to kind of go along the same line, there was an article that was written in a lawyer journal, I think in San Francisco. And one of the lawyers was saying how Legree was absolutely essential to their practice. That, mm. And they basically, this whole article was about how Legree is great for lawyers. And it's funny because I've had a lot of, we have a lot of lawyer clients, you know, come in and then do this stuff. And then sometimes I have lawyers, I had this one lawyer who texted me last year and she said, oh my God, I have this huge court. I took five classes back to back, you know, to just work out the anxiety. And it's interesting that, you know, that was like the first time that really people are really associating the benefit of the workout and how it actually enhanced their work as well. Because the reality is you can't separate your work from your own personal life, from your family. It's all intertwined, interconnected. So one thing will affect the other. And so why not? Why can't fitness affect your work life? Why, why can't fitness actually make you more money? Or why yeah. can fitness make your working situation more enjoyable or whatever, you know? Right, right. It's so true. And, you know, we, we talk about the peaks and valleys of being a business owner. And the clients that we see that come in, the ones that are sick and they don't have energy and they are just like just trying to get through the day, you don't have the energy to get through those peaks and valleys. And so when you're working on your fitness and you you raise the energy, you raise that vibration and you're willing, I think, to take care of yourself. I think there's really something important about I'm willing to love myself first so that I can then go give to the rest of the world and I can give from a really good place and a, and a very high energetic place. And I think that people that make that shift, and that's actually in our coaching, like we've actually started to bring in fitness. Of, of it, We're business coaches, but it's like we bring that fitness element in because if you don't have that vitality, it's very difficult to show up and be in the place that you need to be to Absolutely. receive the information about what your next move is in your business and to actually do that hard work on the days when you got to like dig in and you just, you, you've got to work. And you know, there's just times like that that happen. So I love that connection. And I love talking to other people about that connection because I do believe it's absolutely there. We have a little joke. Um, it's called the vacation lead gen strategy. And so anytime I have clients who are like really stressed about, ah, you know, I need more clients, I need more clients, and they're, they're doing their marketing and they're doing all these things. I always say, you know what, just go on a vacation. And the second you go on a vacation, like your phone's going to start ringing. And you mentioned that too. And I don't know what it is about just like, okay, forget it. Just fuck everything. I'm going on vacation. But you can't do it from fear and desperation. So those of you who are listening right now, if you think, oh, I'm just going to now go take a couple days off, but I'm going to do it from a place of fear and desperation and this better work. It no. won't work. You no. got to just like, let everything go, go do something that you absolutely love, really get into it. And I, it never ceases to amaze me for myself and for my clients too. It's like, oh, and by the way, I landed a client while I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Or I had to take it, a phone call in the airport or whatever Absolutely. it is. Yeah. Or I came back and there were, there were people waiting for me to work with me. You know, uh, you know what I'm going to do next year? I'm going to go to the Amazon and I'm going to go do the ayahuasca for 11 days. Oh, wow. And, I, and I'm doing that also energetically so I can just completely let go and then just accept everything else because I still feel that no matter what, you know, the business is doing very well, you know, but I still feel like I hold myself back on something. So I just mm. want to completely let go of anything so that I can vibrate higher. So next uh, next year, 
in March, I'm going to go deep in the Amazon jungle and then spend uh, two weeks with this tribe. And then I'll do the whole ceremony, the whole ayahuasca ceremony. And I hope that it will have the uh, the effect that I want and to completely be free and liberated so that I can feel like I can, I can just escalate to these final levels, you know. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. because it's exactly it. what you're talking about right over here, because I want to be just completely free spiritually and attract everything at, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it so much. This has been such a great conversation. I could sit here and listen to you talk and tell all these amazing stories. I love all of it. This. I talk about this all day long to people. We had a training yesterday, you know, teacher yeah. training. And that's what I, I, I talked about this exactly to people. Uh, you know, I was, I, I was telling them for me, like when you teach, for example, and, and you are completely open and you stop to basically exist when you teach in front of a bunch of people, you become this like conscious energy that has this voice, right? But you, you cease to exist like myself. I don't I never see myself in the mirror when I teach in, a, in, in an environment, right? Um, but you connect with people. And I was telling them, it's what is interesting is that when you start to really operate from a certain space, you know, you start to receive, like you say, all this information. So when I teach my classes, I never know really what I'm going to do, but I always receive all this information from all my students. And I'm able to cook, you know, I'm able to, to make this very great, you know, this great workout because it's actually, it's a conscious collaboration, right? Or it's a collaboration on maybe on the subconscious level, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, like I, I was telling uh, them like a few weeks ago, I was in San Diego teaching this class and then all of a sudden I'm teaching this one exercise that I was not even thinking about doing. It just came out of my mouth. And then at the end of the class is when students say, oh, it's so funny because right when I thought this exercise, you actually taught it. I'm like, oh, so that was from you. Because I didn't know where that exercise came from, you know. And so, you know, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I think if you can connect the spirituality with your everyday life, your quality of life just goes through the roof. You know, I, I read somewhere that we're not programmed to be happy. And I don't know if it's true or not. You know, I don't know if we, we, we're meant to be happy, but we can choose to be happy. We can choose to try better. We can choose to do better, you know, we don't have to choose to to be fucking sad and then go this and only focus on the negative. You can also focus on the positive and it will come. It will eventually, you will get there. But there's definitely a, a, a link. And I think if you can integrate your spirituality and everything that you do, you, you're going to have a fantastic life, no matter what career you, you decide to have. Yeah, agree completely. I know there's going to be so many people who are listening to this today and so much great information that's going to help inspire them. I have always said you can always choose to be happy. It does not matter your circumstances, whether we're wired for it or not, we can always choose it. And that is always within our intention and within our power. So Sebastian, just really quickly, would you just let everybody know where they can find you if they want to find out more about Legree Fitness? Yes, thank you. So we have a website, www.legreefitness, Legree spelled L-A-G-R-E-E -E, fitness. You can also follow us on Instagram, Legree Fitness. You can also follow me on my Instagram, Sebastian.Legree. Yeah, and if people have any questions too, they can just email us. You know, it's all on the website, all this information. But I love talking to you. I love talking about this. So anytime you want to talk about this, Jennifer, let me know. And well, I am there for you. I love this. This is my I favorite will. topic. Wonderful. I love it so much. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. No, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. All right, guys, get out there and have a happy, productive day. Yes.
I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. The She Leads Podcast Network.